Good morning, everybody, and welcome to a fresh new week. Happy new week. It's Monday morning, and next to me um, is Chrissy Regan, the wellness poet, one of my authors who attended the February 2020 retreat. Oh my God, the last live retreat, right, Chrissy? One year yeah. ago, yes. One year ago. So it's kind of like a little bit past our anniversary since your attendance. And this morning and going forward, guys, I am going to be, um, you know, handing over the baton to my authors to actually add value to these Monday morning lives. I've been coming up with lots of ideas and I thought someone else can talk. You know, I can just sit back and ask the questions and guess what? I can actually have my coffee. Yeah, enjoy because I never get to drink, I bring the coffee and I never get to drink it because I got to talk the whole time, right? <laughs> I love it, Chris. So you take a sip when I'm talking and I'll take a sip when you're talking. So Christy, as you can see behind her, she's got her book broken to Unbreakable and buried her head, uh, which is really, really exciting. I've read it cover to cover. Actually, I was part of the proofing team at one stage and um, behind her, she also has her kid's book. Um, what's the name of that one, Christy? Um, the Koala Who Lost His Heart. Koala Who Lost His Heart. I love it. So that's a book that you did just a few months ago. We um, it was printed in November. We launched it in August last year, so we've had it in hand just a few short months now. Oh, amazing! You love writing. Obviously, you're a poet. You, your your tagline to your name is the wellness poet. Mm -hmm. uh, but let me do the official introduction, if you like, um, uh, for you, and then we can get into the nuts and bolts of the stuff we're going to talk about today, which is all about you know your wellness being your your wealth, you know, behind what you do. So here's the official introduction. Chrissy Regan is the wellness poet and author, poet, speaker, and wellness warrior. She creates stories and poems that inspire and connect people to themselves and the world around them. Chrissy studied exercise science and sports management and has worked in the internet on the international stage for the past 20 years. After decades of traveling and working around the world, Christy moved home to Australia in 2018 and decided it was time to stop, <laughs> review and reset, as she creates her own formula for an unbreakable mind, body and spirit, and is now fitter, healthier and happier than she was as a 20-year-old athlete. She wrote Broken to Unbreakable, 12 Steps to an Unbreakable Mind, Body and Spirit to help others do the same. Chris is the founder of Mindful Mums Queensland and her passion is to encourage, inspire and support as many people as she can to nurture their mind, body and spirit. When these three pillars are in alignment, you will lead a healthy, happy and a successful life. So thank you so much for stepping up and um, being the first in this series of amazing interviews. It's, uh, it's always, you know, you don't need to go, oh, how am I going to follow that? You know, you're just doing it. You're actually setting the standard, right? Uh, which I love it because you're so super organized, um, you know, with everything that you do. So tell me, uh, first of all, let's get the, the thing out of the way. What prompted you? To write the book because we just heard and i know about your you know healthy and unhealthy life and all that kind of stuff and mm -hmm. how and how long had you been thinking about writing a book mm. well i think one of the reasons i'm organized is because i've been a project manager for 20 years so mm. <laughs> i know how to create spreadsheets and milestones and manage things and um concurrently and it's worth saying that i'm still employed part-time as a project director for a uk company that i've been working with for the last um several years and I manage different projects around the world in my free time from home. So I, you know, still have paid employment as well. Um, 
what kind of prompted me to write this book? Well, I wrote down the 12 steps to an unbreakable mind, body and spirit in January 2019 in my journal. And I, um, it was in a quest to rediscover my health because when I moved back to Australia in 2018, I had a 10-month-old baby, a four-and-a-half-year-old daughter, and my health was really suffering. And I hadn't become a mum the fun way. I'd become a mum the hard, long, painful way. Yeah. And my body had suffered quite a lot. Um, and on top of that, I'd worked really solidly for 20 years. So physically, I was suffering probably from burnout as well. So the idea to create um, the book started to solidify around May, June time in 2019. And in the August of 2019, I actually wrote the first two chapters of the book. So um, I had started thinking about it as the 12 steps were unfolding. But yes. definitely by August, I had decided there's a book in this. I need to start writing the first two chapters because I could never call myself a writer if I physically hadn't started writing the book. So I, I, I made an intention to do that. And then my next step was to find a publishing vehicle for the book. And ta-da, you came into my yeah. life. <laughs> we came up on our last tour, I think, through Townsville. And um, then we got introduced and, like, you know, um, we, then you made the decision and a few months later you were at the final face-to-face -face retreat. Yes, I'm kind of glad it fell the way it did for me, to be honest, because um, I, you know, when um, I joke with Stu a little bit about how I manifested the Facebook ad, because um, I had been looking at publishing vehicles for the book. Um, the Facebook ad appeared. I then went to a networking event and met Jo Lukens, who told me that she had worked with you. And then I came to your workshop in Townsville. So all of that happened really in quite a short space of time. And so by the end of October, I had a publishing contract for my book, which was, you know, my desire and my intention that I'd sent earlier in the year. So it kind of fell into place in the right time. So it just shows the power of manifesting and intention setting and kind of, you know, taking action and stuff. And so, you know, I kind of like to take action when I see that this is what, how I can, you know, to do it. So, yeah. I love it. Beautiful. Well, Let's get into the nuts and bolts of it, uh, of what the book is about. And, you know, I love picking up tips from other people. And I, it's always when I learn from other people, I, I like to always like go and try something straight away. Um, or, you know, I'm reading, like I've been reading a lot of books because I've been on a month of digital detox, yes. um, you know, and so I've been reading a lot of books and then they give me lots of ideas. And then I put so many more things like, oh, I want to try this and I want to do that. So yes. give us a little bit of an overview of what your book is about and then, Let's get into, you know, some of your hot tips from it. Yeah. Well, I think as well, you're a role model to prioritise your health around your business. Um, a lot of hardworking people don't necessarily prioritise their well-being and then they become burnt out. You know, and I'd suffered a few traumatic events in my life on emotional, physical and mental level. And I wasn't really in a good place in my early 40s in terms of my health. And I really just wanted to press reset. And I think of that little child's Etch-a-Sketcher, you know, where you make a picture and then you just wipe the slate clean. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to wipe my slate clean and I wanted to be the, a new Chrissy, but I really didn't quite know what that new Chrissy looked like. And as I mentioned, I became a mum the hard way and there was um, a lot of, you know, painful um, moments around all of that. But basically what happened in January 2019, when I was um, had written down the 12 steps in my journal, I had an epiphany on the first day I was getting my daughter dressed for school. It was kindy, actually, her first day of kindy in 2019. And I was buttoning up her uniform and just like 
this, you know, just out of the blue, this feeling overcame me. And I thought if I don't get healthy, I won't be around to do this for the next 13 years of her school life. And I also realized that my youngest who was just had turned one, I would be 60 by the time she finished high school. Yeah. And I thought I want to be a healthy and vital 60 year old. I want to be able to travel the world with a backpack on when they're finished high school. You know, my daughter says to me now, mum, where will we live when I finish school? And I say in a caravan, you know, like we'll be doing whatever the heck we want, basically. So I really want to be able to know that when I've finished educating my girls, that I can go anywhere in the world and do whatever they are doing and be there with them. So that was a really key motivator for me to prioritize my health and well-being. And in order to do that, you know, I had to make some pretty big decisions and some pretty big sacrifices. And I decided to scale back on my commitments, my professional commitments. And I also decided that, you know, I really needed to change my diet and my lifestyle, what was going on in my head and to get fit again. And when you're 43 years of age and I weighed 82 kilos, it was not an easy challenge. Like I set a pretty significant challenge for myself, but I didn't decide to lose weight and I didn't decide to run a marathon. I just decided to follow the 12 steps in the book month yeah. by month. So basically what happens is, um, you know, I didn't want to have drugs or surgery either. So I created the 12 steps in the book. I write them down to follow the 12 calendar months of the year. So you can see these are the um, steps and these are the calendar months of the year. Okay. So throughout 2019, I followed those 12 steps. And by kind of step nine, step 10, I had dramatically turned my health around um, without surgery prescriptions. And I just basically had a holistic, holistic approach to um, mental, physical and spiritual health. So that was the real focus. And, you know, what I realized in, in retrospect I had done is like you talk with the atomic habits, I had stacked 12 healthy habits on top of each other. And with those 12, health, 12 healthy habits, I had a really solid foundation for myself. And I had to learn words like no. I had to say no to people. Chrissy, will you do this? No, thank you. Chrissy, can you come here? No, thank you. Because really the focus was for me in 2019 to regain my lost health. You know, and I was being tested for all kinds of cancers and I had some pretty serious health markers. So I wasn't in a good place and um, I could see that there would not be a good outcome for me if I didn't change things um, quite drastically. Yeah. Um, so really, you know, I had to create a mindset around wellness and that's what I did. I created a wellness mindset, which means that I would make decisions that allowed me to um, choose what was healthy for me, what was best for me as a woman, a working mum and a person and an individual. And that's kind of where the no came into play, learning how to say no and having boundaries and really starting to understand, you know, what sustains me as a person and individual and what drains me as a person and as an individual. And you know what it's like when you're a mum of small kids, <laughs> you know, life can feel quite draining sometimes. And when you're constantly having to try and perform professionally at a high level, you're used to functioning really well on a professional level, but then on a personal level, you probably start to suffer quite a bit because you then, you know, you're putting all your energies here and you don't have enough energy left here. So I really recognize that imbalance for me and I wanted to be able to give equal measures to both. So I'm a Libran and um, my mum says, um, I'm well, I think I've read that Librans are not balanced. They strive to attain balance. So they're either really up or really down. So I've kind of had that conscious thought in my mind. Okay, well, how instead of being really up or really down or flat out and flat out, 
what can I do to create a foundation of wellness um, to make decisions based around my longevity, what's best for me uh, on a health wise, and then knowing that if I'm healthy, I can take better care of my family and I can be around for my girls. And those were kind of the key drivers, you know, so I really just made a list, what sustains me, what drains me. And I wrote in two columns. I've done a YouTube video about it because when I understood the psychological side of what sustains me and what drains me versus just the practical things like the ironing drains me, household admin drains me versus what sustains me, which is writing and exercising and socializing and with friends and, and finding healthy ways to kind of do, you know, fun stuff with my girls. Those were the things that I found really sustaining. But what happens is when we get super busy, we drop all our sustainers and we're just left with our drainers, you know, and I thought, well, actually that's, that's incorrect and that's wrong. And we need to educate ourselves that the sustainers are our bedrock. So our drainers don't pull us down. And I'm much better now at managing my drainers because of my sustaining habits and those 12 steps in that foundation, which has given me kind of a bedrock for health and well-being. You know, and, and in decluttering, you know, my mind and my thinking and learning different ways to do things and different tools and strategies, I've really um, unlocked so much more potential in me because I'm not suffering with overthinking. I don't live with a time scarcity mindset anymore. You know, if I see an opportunity, I think, right, how can I make that happen as opposed to feeling overwhelmed that there's too many things to do. So I've really just changed the way I think and do a lot of things and, you know, I used to suffer with insomnia. I had to unlearn how not to suffer with insomnia. So whilst I was learning lots of new and helpful information, I also had to unlearn a lot of unhelpful things that had kind of stayed with me for a long time. And um, I talk about thinking interventions. So, you know, I employed thinking interventions to retrain my brain and create new neural pathways so that you know, I could be spending more time thinking about fun stuff, creative stuff, interesting stuff, stuff that I wanted to do with my life, as opposed to ruminating on things that were kind of holding me back. So, you know, once I had employed all of those 12 steps into my life, you know, it's allowed me to publish two books. I've made dozens of blogs and poems, or, you know, you can see my work on my website, but you know, in the space of just 18 months, um, so much has changed for me for the better. And, you know, I can still be a very effective project manager for my employers in the UK. I can still problem solve really easily, but I've still got space and creativity and time to do the stuff which I love, which is, you know, writing and stuff like that. So, yeah. Oh, beautiful. So if I can summarise of how I've understood it, yeah. um, you know, the 12 steps you talk about, it's like a 12-month programme that someone could take for themselves because for you it took those 12 to 18 months, you would say, to go through um, everything and you were just adding on one extra thing, you know, and keeping it sustainable. And then you, uh, those assisted you in supporting what sustained you, but decluttering what didn't. What yeah. you. I love that sustain and drain, you know, yeah. match it. I like when things match up. And then, um, you know, the thinking interventions. Um, so tell me a little bit more, what is a thinking intervention? So in the same way that you would run an intervention if you were drinking too much or smoking too much or whatever. Yeah. So I had to run some interventions for myself because my thoughts were relatively unhelpful. I was spending too much time ruminating on problems. So for example, you know, um, I would think about work 16 hours a day, seven days a week, but it wasn't necessarily the time that I was actually working. I was just thinking about work. 
So if, but I was replaying scenarios in my head, rehaving conversations, trying to problem solve things that may or may not happen in the future. So I was wasting a lot of my mental energy on a task, which wasn't giving me any value or benefit to my life. And it was keeping me stuck. So I was giving all my brain energy to something that was unhelpful. So um, I can still be very effective at my job, but I'm using my brain in a different way. And I'm also allowing, you know, my to spend more time in the prefrontal cortex, you know, your thinking creative brain center to create new stuff and to, you know, think of new ideas. And yes. really the goal with my 12 steps is to take you from survival mode to self-actualization mode, which is to become the most that one can be. So I want to, in my life, become the most that one can be. So how do I do that? Well, I need to let go of the stuff that's not serving me. And I need to spend my effort and energy on the stuff that is serving me. So my thinking interventions were around noticing and becoming observant and mindful of what I was spending most of my time thinking about. And then when I was thinking about things that weren't useful or helpful, it was to run some interventions to say to myself, Chrissy, you don't need to think about this right now. You, need to, you could be thinking about X, Y and Z. So then I invited my brain to go, oh, okay, there's other things I could be doing rather than spending time on this. And once I'd practiced um, thinking interventions in a few different aspects of my life, you know, I unlocked all this new um, capacity in my brain. So that was really exciting. It's like, it's like taking that pill on that limitless um, movie. Yes. Yeah? <laughs> absolutely. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love it. So let's give people a taste of like, say you've got the 12 months. We don't have time to talk about the 12 months. Yeah. But why don't we share two or three of, so what would, if someone was to start your program or the things that um, talked about in the book, just briefly. So what's month one about? Yeah. So month one, uh, step one starts in January and that's journaling. So it talks about writing down your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors, understanding yourself. It's about doing that a mental, emotional deep dive and just sharing and finding out who am I as a person, you know, and I think we lose that sense of self as adults sometimes. And so I really needed to go back to me and go, what is my sense of self? Step two, February is filing. Um, and that's going into that deep dive and going, okay, well, how do I declutter my emotions? What are they linked to? What are some healthy, what are some habits that I have? And really starting to go through a process of letting things go or finding out if they're useful and valuable and what you've learned from them. So I was able to learn some valuable lessons from trauma and suffering that I've experienced in the past. Step three, March is mindfulness. So I actually went and learned the skill of mindfulness. And now and then I founded Mindful Mums Queensland. And I use that approach on a daily and consistent basis. April, which we're coming up to now, which is step four, is about appreciation. So understanding the superpower of gratitude and how it can help us in our life, you know, lowering our blood pressure, increasing our well-being, um, you know, all of these amazing benefits of practicing gratitude and appreciation for oneself and for others. And then we kind of move through the month. So each month, the corresponding letter is the activities. So April's appreciation, May is meditation, June is um, joy. So experiencing joy and noticing joy in your life, because I was someone who was so busy, I didn't have time to notice joy, you know. And then um, by July, I was um, ready to start jogging again. So, you know, just taking exercise as part of my day. And, you know, to think I studied exercise science and sports management. But after being an athlete in my 20s, I kind of let go of my physical activity to focus on, you know, professional activities. Yeah. And so I really needed to regain and reestablish some healthy exercise habits. So walking, jogging, jumping on the trampoline with the kids, just doing exercise for fun. By um, August, um, it's step eight, which is adventure. So my adventure was to 
to go to networking events and tell people I'm a writer. I stopped saying I'm a project manager and I started introducing myself to people as a writer. And that was a huge adventure for me. And to recognize that one thing that I wanted to do in my life that achieved my dream was to be a writer. And if I didn't accept that adventure and, and live it, then I would never achieve it. So step seven up uh, step nine is september that's socializing so how do we build positive social engagement for the future which isn't necessarily around alcohol and drinking and stuff like that so i'm on the board of some charities and i do a lot of work to give back on a social engagement level and how that adds so much to well-being step 10 is about openness being open and vulnerable and as a person who you know is quite um a lot of professional people probably really struggle to be open and vulnerable on a daily basis. So I was kind of looked at how that might have been holding me back and to be willing to put my heart and my soul into my work and say, hey, you know what, this is who I am. This is what I can do. And, you know, and to be open to new things and to experience um, life in a different way. And then step um, 11 really is new and challenging yourself to learn new things, to create new things, to experience new things, which will keep you growing, um, evolving and that longevity. And then step um, 12 is devoted. And that's, you know, being devoted to all of those 11 steps so that you embed them as part of your life as moving forward. So I lived those 12 steps in 2019. Um, and then hence it, it falls out of the book, 12 Steps to an Unbreakable Mind, Body and Spirit. And now in January 2021, this year, on the 1st of January, I launched my online wellness school, which follows these 12 steps. So you can go onto my wellness school, you can follow the 12 steps. So the book's broken down with a lot of downloadable content. Um, I've, I interview experts from all over the world on a range of different wellness topics, and that's all held on Teachable. Beautiful. I love Teachable. That's where I store my stuff. And, um, you know, I love how you're modeling and creating those things, which we encourage you guys to do, right? Yeah. You've got a book. You can't yeah. just stop there. Yeah. You've got to have, teach people. It's like now you've given people a tiny little taste of what the 12 steps are about. Yeah. But if they want to do it properly, they either got to read the book yeah. or if they read the book, they maybe need to hang out deeper and spend more time to really be committed to their journey to, you know, wellness. And, as I was re-listening, because I read the book a little while back, I probably has been out nine or 10 months ago, mm -hmm. but a lot of it is about a mind. Yeah. I think it's very like, you didn't mention a lot about, you didn't mention one of the steps about jogging and exercise and all that, mm -hmm. but there wasn't as much about, you know, the eating and the exercise aspects as it is about what are we thinking about? What are we grateful for? How, how are we self-reflecting? You know, sort of what is, what is our emotional well-being um, and where have we been imprinted with certain things that may not be serving us right now? So would you would you say it's like that, you know, 80 percent focus would be on those those things? Yeah, mental, you know, rebuilding your mental, emotional and spiritual health is foremost because, you know, it's scientifically proven that grateful people are more likely to exercise. So just for me being grateful for my arms and my legs, I'm more likely to want to go for a walk. And yeah. what I, you know, when I was 82 kilos and I had chronic aches and pains on my body, the last thing I wanted to do was to go jogging, <laughs> you know, but I said to myself, okay, Chrissy, just 10 minutes that way and 10 minutes that way. Now I know if I want to, I can run a marathon, you know, yeah. and in lockdown, I was running up to 50 kilometers a week last year. So I know that I've got the capacity now I've rebuilt my body of, you know, I've, yeah. repurposed you know all of my old cells so i know that i'm in a much healthier state physically 
because I'm in a much healthier state mentally and emotionally and I want to exercise and I want to have fun and you know I don't say just go and people use exercise sometimes as a um a punishment for not exercising and I say well we don't need to punish ourselves with exercise we need to celebrate and reward ourselves for fun with exercise and movement and getting out into fresh air and nature and being grateful for that opportunity so that's kind of I have a different angle on things like that yeah I love it I think you're absolutely right when we you know feel good about ourselves we also want to treat our bodies and take the actions yeah that are the healthy choices yeah you and know. I say to people, I still love cake and I still like a glass of Pinot Noir, but I'm far more mindful about what I do, you know, so I'm more mindful. I mindfully eat cake. I mindfully have a glass of wine. I'm more mindful about my choices because I understand the impact. And I've educated myself so much more on the power of nutrition and food is medicine. And, you know, I was, you know, could have had lots of prescription drugs. I could have had lots of surgeries, but I haven't had any of that because I took the time to do these 12 steps, but also relearned the power of food and the power of exercise to support us. And, you know, all of those things, which, um, you know, are very valuable. We're talking about that yesterday with Francesca who stayed over and she's had a journey of getting back to wellness and health and how it is mindfulness. And yesterday we decided and we made a mindful choice that we were going to have fun and eat ice cream and eat Italian for dinner last night and all that kind of stuff. But um, totally like she goes on, she was telling me about her, you know, I can have this on this weekend, this on this weekend. Like, you know, she goes, it's not about being perfect. Yeah. Have that one cheat thing a week or whatever, but she goes, I schedule it in, (laughs) like, you know, and all that sort of stuff. I love that. Awesome. So let's uh, debrief a little bit about all of these things that now you're doing. So first of all, how did you find actually the process of writing your book with um, with 48 Hour Author? Yeah, for me, it was really good. And I think your tagline of your book, Your Way, that was a constant anchor for me as I put my heart and soul into my book, you know, like many of your authors. And I really wanted my book to stand alongside other inspirational self-help books in bookshops. So I wanted to be able to walk into a bookshop and see, you know, Gary Chapman, Jack Cranfield, Brene Brown and see my book there as well. So that was kind of a vision for me. Um, and I wanted this book to reflect my experience um, in the most helpful way to people. So it's written in a conversational style. Um, you know, it uses my story, anecdotal stories from people all over the world, um, and then some scientific facts and stats to support it. Um, and when I came to your workshop, you know, I already had my idea formed, but after the workshop, before it was time to meet with Stu to unpack the chapters, I'd reworked the idea in another two different ways. So I had three ideas. So I presented them to Stu, and, and what was lovely is that he said he loved the original idea. So I felt reassured that I was on the right track. And this book includes 13 original poems that I've written to inspire the reader on the journey. So one at the end of each step. Um, And Stu was very encouraging around that, you know, and alongside the 12 steps, you know, which I had already followed, you know, he was very generous and kind with his time to understand, you know, my motivations, my intentions, and, and, you know, the little curiosities as to, you know, why and how I was doing things like step eight, which was the big adventure for me to step up and say, hey, I'm a writer and start pitching myself to people as a writer before I even had my book in hand or a publishing contract. You know, that was a huge adventure for me. So 
I had kind of already decided that the book was written and published and I wanted to find a vehicle for that. And then at Divine Timing, you guys stepped into the fray and to help me bring that to life. And I'm really grateful. And it's so nice to have the ongoing support and the encouragement and also the friendship, you know, and, you know, when you're busy, you can't always be engaging and interacting with everything, but you know who you can go to to talk to about certain things. And certainly the last face-to-face -face retreat that I did in February, you know, those we've got a lot of good friendships and bonds yeah. in that group and we support each other. So, you know, that's really cool as well. Yeah, I love seeing that. So many retreat groups stay together. I mean, even if as much as you, you haven't had the virtual experience, even the virtual groups like you're still chit-chatting like a year on and, you know, they have their, their little intimate family, um, you know, that they go back to support all the time. That's beautiful. So what's what's in the future? You know, how do you plan to use it? What do you hope that the book will do? How yeah. do you plan to leverage it and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Well, I got my book in hand in June 2020. And since that time, I've done a lot of events throughout North Queensland. So I've had book signings at a number of different bookshops in different cities. I've done workshops. I've just hosted my second women's wellness retreat in March. So I did one in October, one in March um, at Mission Beach up the road. Um, I've done a lot of markets. So I've done markets all the way from kind of Cairns, Coranda, um, Ingham, different places. Um, I have donated the book to more than 19 libraries across North Queensland. I've been to book fairs. Um, and then, you know, I was lucky to get a lot of good press coverage statewide. So that was a good um, platform as well. But also I wanted to look further. So I did in October last year, the um, Bali International Literature Festival, and I did yeah. a live launch of my book, which was an amazing experience. Uh, my book was nominated for Australian Business Book of the Year in Health and Wellbeing, Audiobook and Personal Development. So that was really cool. Um, and then another thing that I did was once my book was up on Ingram Spark, I did a little bit more digging and I saw that you could um, boost your book to appear in certain catalogs. Yep. So I boosted the book and then I quickly noticed my book showing up on most kind of international platforms like Waterstones in the UK, Walmart in the US and Amazon all across Europe and the Middle East. And because I've traveled quite extensively in my professional capacity, I was able to say to people, hey, you know, look where my book is, look where my book is. And that kind of put a little bit more of a momentum around it as well. Um, you know, and I've been invited for interviews and podcasts, you know, um, in different places of the world. And that's been really exciting. And also I reached out to other independent book marketing firms like Leading Edge that are based in Sydney. And they put my book in their newsletter for all independent bookshops in Australia. So I'm just kind of finding you in different and unique ways. And I want to continue um, you know, to doing these type of events. And it's funny, the other day, someone from Brazil said to me, oh, how can I find your book? And I went online and found an online retailer in Brazil that had the book and he could yep. just order it because they're still in lockdown. And that was really cool. Um, so yeah, for the future, I want to continue to find um, different routes to market. I realized throughout this experience this year that I'm the best person to sell my book. As I was strutting up and down outside a bookshop in Cairns, thinking to yeah. myself, you know, I'm the only person that's going to say, hey, would you like to buy a book? Have you read a good book lately? Here's my book. And it's yeah. hugely embarrassing and you kind of have to... You know, I joke that all of the professional jobs that I've done in the past have stand have prepared me to stand with my pop up smiling at strangers holding my book going hello does someone want to talk to me, please, you know, 
So it's funny, but um, earlier this year or late last year, kiddipedia.com invited me to be a partner for this year. So I'm a monthly blog contributor, article contributor. So they promote all of my work on their website. So that's a great partnership for me as an author yeah. and as the founder of Mindful Mums Queensland. And I've just completed a series of six interviews with eHealth Radio in America. And that goes, you know, spread across all Podbean podcasting channels and, you know, talking about my book, my online program and health and wellness and my retreats and stuff. So that's been cool. And month by month now throughout 2021, I'm building content for the wellness school. Yep. So it becomes, you know, a sustainable platform going forward. And my plan really is this year and into next year is to start going and exhibiting at um, festivals like Mind, Body, Spirit, which yep. is in Brisbane, Melbourne and Sydney. I'm already speaking to them. I want to do more literature festivals locally as well as internationally. And I have thought about and I probably will start approaching mainstream distributors later this year so I can see my book in Big W, Kmart. Places Amazing. Like yeah. um, there's been a few comments um they're coming through because we can't see them on Zoom because we're just Zooming. Yeah. But you know, people saying great accomplishments and I love your thinking um, of getting mindset right and analyzing yourself in the first month. Like, you know, there's been, there'll be other stuff throughout the day as people, you know, obviously have the time to sit through and watch this. But uh, I'm always so um, impressed of all the extra things that you have done over the top of, you know, you know, what we teach you guys, you kind of keep thinking, where else? Where else can I put my book to be available? You know, taking yeah. that initiative and boosting it through in yeah. your park or, you know, you just keep asking yourself and keep looking into things and taking that responsibility, which yeah. is what makes a successful person successful. It's like you take self-responsibility. You know, I've got my people, I've got my people who've helped me, but at the end of the day, I'm the one that's going to have to go out and do this. And, you know, going to markets and going to festivals, it's not an easy thing. You've got to pack, you've got to drive there, you've got to engage and connect with people, you've got to follow up, you know, you know, you've got to put yourself out there. And as you say, you know, it's awkward, like promoting like your own book, but, you know, so what? Like people mm -hmm. are impressed. Like mm -hmm. not many people write a book. They talk about it, they don't write it. Yeah. So um, that's, that's, congratulations and i hope everything you know we hope uh, when we go through the airports in the future you know we'll see a book there also you know i'm sure i have no doubt that you're going to get it in big w and all of the other uh places that you want to because you've got the vision and you're saying this is how i want things to look like so Thank amazing you. so i guess where can people buy your book ideally they, you want them to buy it from you right yeah, um, so. rather than sending them to amazon and everywhere that you can find chris's book yeah. so what is the bestest place to go to get through a book so i have a bookshop on my website which is thewellnesspoet.com the bookshop tab is there so it's available in paperback ebook and audiobook to download yeah. um but like you know wherever you are in the world any international platform is fine i'm not too precious about how people get the book i was at a coffee shop yeah. in um in Cairns a few months ago and this nice man started chatting to me and he said oh what are you doing here and I said oh, I'm here to promote my book he said what's your book and I told him and he and, um he said is it on audible and I said yes it is and he went I've just bought your book and I, was like, I love it <laughs> so, yeah. yeah I love the fact that you can do international distribution and that some of that stuff can be taken care of 
from the other suppliers, you know, yeah. and, and then certainly people can, you can direct them to you and wherever you are, you're carrying those, that box in the boot and, you know, a couple in your bag and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like all those valuable things you guys have taught us have really been a great foundation and useful reminders to me, you know, and I think, I think, I think it was January. I wrote this little post-it note for myself, which I don't know if you can see. Uh, so fine. Sell, I don't know what that, a product? Sell sell um products create content plan for success right Beautiful. serve clients sell products create content plan for success so on any given day i have this stuck up beside me on my monitor and i remind myself okay what have i done to serve my clients what am i doing to sell my products how can i create new content in different ways and then what plan do i need to make for the next thing so you know lots of little tricks like that i've picked up from from you guys because you know it is about that you know constantly finding new ways and and not standing still and you and dr joe are like the leaders in that i would say like you always come up and i encourage you to continue posting them in our secret group of what you've tried which you have done in the past because yeah. then other people go oh you know because i don't teach everything for example i've never been to markets right yeah. um so i'm not gonna say do this if i've I always teach people what I've done myself yeah. and how they can replicate it. But yeah. you would be like, you know, you kind of probably got that down pat. So you've probably got a system of how you do it and you succeed from it. So you, we share that. And that's what I love about the community is how much you guys then share because then I go, oh, how clever. Or you're doing her, her QR code and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I love it. So the wellnesspoet.com. Yes, thank you very much. Is it just.com or .com? Just.com. Okay. And over there on that website, there's also a link where people can check out the teachable. Yeah, like, yeah. The there's a programs tab so you can look at the my retreats, my yeah. workshops, one to one coaching, and the wellness school is on there. Um, and there's like on the news and blogs page, you can see all the um, work that I've done recently and interviews on. Um, on eHealth Radio are up there as well. So there's a lot of different stuff that I've been doing. So I'm hoping that it's useful for your community as well as our other author friends. And it's nice to be able to support their work. And what I have done with the authors in, um, in my February group is I say, send me your books and I take them on the road with me. So, you know, at my, last, yeah. Yeah, at, my last, at my last retreat in March, I had, you know, Julianne Cowan's book, I had Maurice's book, I had my book and I had um, Jenny Cook's book. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I had four hey, other- you this morning? Yeah, Hi guys. I had four other authors books with me and I love doing that because, you know, um, you know, Jenny's book, I've got a copy here, Adult Gap here. I left it at the resort at Mission Beach because there's so many um, people, you know, using North Queensland as their gap year as, yeah. year as well. So, you know, just have this book in floating around in Queensland at markets. It's a good time too. So just, I would like thinking of ideas to help others as well. So if I see an opportunity, I'm saying, hey, maybe think about this. So that's been cool. I love it. You're project managing them as well. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Bibi's been watching you. She's posted your link straight up on the live as well. So that's good. Oh, everyone's doing their bit as they should. Thank, Thank you. you so much for separating some time and being super organized and coming and adding value to our Monday morning live um, viewers. And then, of course, anyone in the future watching and listening to this because it'll be spread everywhere. You know, get in touch with, um, with one of us too, you know, for Christy, for her amazing system and get her book and if you want to write a book come and check it out check out how we can help you right so um um any parting words 
Any quote or poem that you'd like to say? <laughs> oh, parting words, poem. That's a great idea. I don't know. I, I thought, you know, you, you always, yeah, read one of your from your book. Come on. Thank you. Okay, I'll read you the poem from step five. Okay. It's called Peace. Okay. There's a piece of me that craves some peace from me. All the thinking, all the blinking, a feeling that I'm sinking. The busyness, the craziness, the tiredness, the laziness, the expectations not met, all the feelings of regret. The jumpiness, the bossiness, trying to mind my own business. The overfunctioning desire to fix, to help, to inquire, to plan, to do, to make. It's all just one big mistake. I'm done, I need a break. I got my wake up call, it took a while, that's all, to find the missing piece, which enabled stillness and peace. I found the key to a vault inside of me, where all this noise was going on. Not helpful, but not wrong. I cleaned it up, dusted it out, told that negative self-talk to move on out. I got my peace, I got my quiet. For now, I've calmed the riot. I love it. And it's so much better listening to you reading it than me reading it for myself. <laughs> because I can hear your tone and how, yeah. how it's meant to go through. Thank you for sharing that. That was beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, there's like uh, 12 or 13 poems in the book, I think. 13 original yeah. poems. Yeah. 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 You're a great poet. Yeah, I love you. it. Thank it you. sounds better when you speak. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, beautiful. Well, um, Let's do our sign off sign. Like I always finish, you know how I finish off my memory. Smash it out. Yeah, smash it out. Go. All right, we're going to go three, two, one. Smash, smash it out. out. Bye, guys. Bye. Have a great week. Thank you. Talk soon. Bye.